Episode 42. The Rojo Show. Was that too loud? This is coming in super loud on my end. The Rojo Show, episode 42. How's everybody doing? It's been a, uh, what has it been, a week? week and two weeks? It's been two weeks since the last show. A lot of stuff has happened. First off, let's give it up to Party Girl Bomb. Her awesome episode coming through, giving some insight, lecturing me on my use of the word bitch, which I have improved. Um, you won't, you wouldn't tell it from what I just said, but my usage of the B word has greatly decreased and has become more poignant on the occasion that it does poke its evil head out but um yeah if you listen to that episode it was a really great episode really nice to have my mom on the show not only supporting it but um led me into some parts about her life and her story that I didn't know before um we're working on something with Touche We'll make it happen. We'll make something happen. Get him to be a part of this. Gotta get him to listen to a couple first. Um, big week. Big week. Big two weeks. NBA playoffs have started. And ended for some teams. Um, Game of Thrones is back. I watched the first episode at a friend of mine's house at a fish fry I was invited to and then was asked to pay for. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, I saw the second episode, but I like fell asleep at the end of it. But I guess we all know Jon Snow's alive again. If not, this is way too late for a spoiler alert. So just get over that shit. But I need to see it. I need to see the whole episode, see if the Red Witch was involved, see how they they actually mastermind him, masterminded him coming back to life. But um, quick roadmap. I don't have anything written down. Um, I, I got a couple stories to tell. I've had some interesting stories this week. When worked a gig at the uh, at the Park West. Quick gig. They just needed some people to move some furniture. So I was like, hey, you know, I'll go break a sweat, move some furniture with my G's real quick. Because um, I work for, well, I, I'm kind of a, temp, I guess I'm a temp. Am I a temp? I don't know. That was the interesting part. So, okay. So I show up to help with these gigs with various theaters in the city. Mainly I work out at the Riviera. Um, I know a lot of cats at the Vic. Uh, I know a lot of cats at Lincoln Hall. Know some cats at the Park West. So every now and then they'll send out a call like, yo, anybody want to help with this show? Anybody want to help with this gig? Blah, 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 blah. We'll show up and boom, we'll jump in and we'll, you know, I'll uh, work with setting up lights. I'll uh, set up stage stuff, you know, like risers and I'll change lights out on rigs and all types of little stuff that happens that that goes into a good show, right? So I get called to work at the Park West. So I run up there, you know, and um, about thirty minutes into it, a van pulls up and a bunch of Mexicans jump out. Now, I have worked lots of different jobs in my life. Um, jobs I've worked in my life, camp counselor, um, shoe associate for Sears, um, um, pallet wrapper. Um, that's when you have the big role of saran wrap and you wrap pallets of boxes so that they don't tip over. Um, package handler. Logistics expert, stocker, stock manager, floor supervisor, store manager, assistant general manager. Um, for a couple months, I put handles on kitty litter buckets. 
Um, D-boy. I've had a lot of different jobs in my life. Some of those jobs I've actually worked as a day laborer. And what a day laborer is, is that you show up at this one location early as hell in the morning, like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, and you try to get called for a job. Now, me, I was sitting there, high school education, some college, and I was getting picked for jobs against you know, alcoholics, dope heads, um, and just generally hardworking Mexicans that will do what they have to do to make some money. When I went to the, and because of that, in other jobs, I've worked with a lot of like day labor services. When we went to Texas with Adidas for the tent sale, a lot of our crew on the first and the last day, day laborers. It's all good. I totally understand that. I'm, I fucks with that day laborers. And anybody that listens to the Rojo show knows that I fuck with Mexicans. Hard love Mexicans. So. I'm uh, working at the at the Park West. And um, this van of Mexicans pull up and they like chilling at the back. So I'm like, I wonder if this is a van of day laborers coming to help us out because we've pretty much got this wrapped up and we almost done because the Park West was having the Park West is a venue, but it's a pretty small venue um, and they rent it out for events. So somebody had rented out this space for a bar mitzvah. So we're clearing out the club stuff. So we're moving out. We hand trucking it. We table topping and carrying some stuff out. And I just see these group of Mexicans at the just sitting, waiting. So I'm like, are they gonna hop back on the van and leave in a minute? So I grabbed this dude who I worked with before at a couple ones, right? And I'm like, what's up with these cats? Because okay, so something you don't know about day laborers, right? Is that they basically are there to do whatever you tell them to do within a certain amount of time. And they don't want to piss off the peop- the, uh, their supervisors because then they'll get the note back to the agency and then they won't pick them no more. So they basically, like I've seen people make day laborers do ridiculously hard things the hard way. Like there's a way to do hard work an easy way and there's a way to do hard work the hard way. So like they were carrying in these like stage props and fixtures and background stuff. And they weren't like they were like carrying it down like, okay so you walk in the door, there's a step down from the door. You take another like five or ten steps and then there's another step like down to what could be called like a dance floor. And these guys are just like muscling it, just carrying it the whole way. And I'm like, why isn't anybody letting them know? Because like they almost tripped. So I was like, yo, you know, it's a ramp right here. Right. So you don't have to, you know, you can slide some of this stuff down the ramp or you don't have to carry it the whole way. So we tell them there's a ramp, but I was thinking because of the mistreatment of the workers, and I use the term mistreatment lightly because it's not like they were feeding them slop or like, you know, whipping them while they was doing it, but they could have given them a ramp to make that job a little easier. So I'm thinking because of the way that they're not giving them a ramp, they're not really giving them all the utensils they could use to do this job the easiest that these are just day laborers and they just letting them do everything the hard way. My was I surprised to find out that I was the fucking day laborer. <laughs> these motherfuckers actually had been contracted by the people throwing the event to come in and set up all of this elaborate background and dance floor riser and seats for this bar mitzvah. And me and my friends, me and my guys, we were the day laborers. We were the ones being called in to move and cart the other shit around. I wish you could have saw my face when I'm dollying out this tea, this uh, booth. And then all these Mexican cats just start taking off their jackets and they all have on like matching polos. (laughs) Like they were like super official for the company. And my ass is up there in some sweatpants and a sweatshirt looking like I'm going to be looking for the the liquor store where I can cash my day check right after I get done. That was hilarious. 
you probably can't visualize it. It was like a very curb your enthusiasm moment. I have those, which is why I had to like slow down watching that show. Because I'll like I'll start to like weird things will start to materialize and happen in my life when I watch certain TV shows. But yeah. So that was fun. I earned a little money there, a little side money that I subsequently ended up needing because God and and the city decided to slap me with a little bit of realism and bring me back down, I guess. I don't know. I mean, that's how I'll take it. That's probably how my mom would describe it. Look at you. Look at you. Getting too, getting too big for your bridges. I haven't even done anything. But it was cool. Whatever. I live to fight another day. What else is going on? Are we going to jump into the Drake talk like right away? Are we going to start talking about views right now? Do we talk about Lemonade? Six Inch Heels. So I've seen the Lemonade visual a couple times. I've listened to the album a couple times. It's a good album. Do I think Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce? Not really. I mean, well, let me, wait, wait. do I think that these songs are exclusively about Jay-Z cheating on Beyonce? No. Do I think Jay-Z might have cheated on Beyonce once before, twice before? Do I think he might, he might have cheated on her before? Possibly. But I don't think that she would make an album about it. If she did, because my thoughts is that it's kind of a mixture of like her life and her mom's life. Because we know Matthew Knowles. We know Matthew Knowles was with the shit, okay? That's why she got that, uh, I don't know dude's name, but he looked like, uh, he looks like he inherited all of Steve Harvey's bad suits. Just looks like one of those guys. Looks like he, uh, he has an ill collection of Stacey Adams. That's what he looks like. But Tina Knowles has a new man. I think that's kind of what Beyonce's song was talking about. I made a comment to a woman about this album being kind of what women want to hear now. And for some reason, she got super, uh, like, offended by it. And I was like, how is this not what y'all want to hear? Everything y'all see right now that captures a mass amount of women's attention, there's some turmoil with a man. At some point, the woman says, F the guy, and I'm just going to go it alone. And then there's like this gray period where she wants to love him, but she knows that it's not good for her. And this is all this album was really about. Am I in any way trying to diminish or throw shade on the album or the work or anything? Not at all. I'm just saying that's what it seems like. And out painlessly. Ugh. So yeah, I mean, let's let's keep in mind. There's always gonna be things that separate her from other artists. Like you know, I work this job where like the, I don't want to say the girls are ghetto, but they're very one track minded. If that's a word or a phrase I can use. And this one chick was going all hard about who can you who can you compare to Beyonce? Who can you compare her to? I mean, you can't compare her to Lady Gaga, because Lady Gaga plays instruments. You can't compare her to Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys doesn't have songs that big, and Alicia Keys plays an instrument. Um, if there's if if there's no one to compare Beyonce to, it's not because she's incomparable it's because there's not enough women to compare her to not enough female artists on her level like Beyonce is almost at Madonna level I would definitely compare her to like Michael Jackson right because like okay Prince died Michael Jackson died did we talk about Prince dying yet jeez I'm a week behind um just like you can't compare um, Prince to Michael Jackson. You can compare Beyonce to Michael Jackson. They both are awesome performers. 
neither one of them write songs. But you can't, I mean, Prince is in a whole nother level by itself. Prince plays like 60 instruments. He writes all the songs. He writes songs for other people. Prince actually literally has other people that wouldn't exist unless he wrote songs for them. And he had an ill hoop game and has bagged some of the most prolific women. I don't know if they're prolific. They were he definitely has like a type. Like I want a type like like Prince. Not the same type of woman as Prince, but I want I want people to see women and say, hey, that's Rojo's type right there. Rojo would F with that right there. What would my type be? My type would be... Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if I said it right now, I'd be like, my type would be kind of short, kind of tall, kind of light, kind of dark, kind of thick, but kind of slim. <laughs> Curly hair, but like straight, you know, like straight curly, but like curly, like straight. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're all over. You've described five different women. Maybe that's my type. <laughs> um, but yeah, the lemonade, the lemonade visual was raw. It started off a little Illuminati-ish, but that's what everything Beyonce and Jay Z does. They always, like, deny being associated with the Illuminati, but then they always do all this stuff that makes you say, that's kind of Illuminati-ish. So, I don't know what their real aim or, or what they're trying to communicate, but just keep it consistent, my G, please. So, yeah, was arguing with people about that. I watched Big Hero 6. Have you seen that? Big Hero 6? It's kind of raw. It was pretty funny. I love how cartoons nowadays are putting stuff in there for older people to laugh at as well. Did I cry? Mm, no, I didn't cry because I don't have a vagina. That's not why. I didn't cry because I, I cry. I have I come from a crying family, which involves a story I may or may not tell in this podcast. I probably won't. I won't even do that. But um, yeah, I come from a crying family, so we don't give a shit about crying. You know, I cried at uh the five heartbeats when they killed Jimmy. Why do you have to kill Jimmy? Um, I'm rambling. What else happened this weekend? Prince died. That wasn't this weekend. That was last week. Prince died. You know, Purple Rain is easily one of my top ten, top ten favorite movies for sure. It's in the top ten. Um, why? He wears a leather jacket. He wears sunglasses inside. Um, he rides a motorcycle. Uh, he has a band. That he actually runs, which I am jealous of, because when I had a band, I didn't have the balls to run it the way I should have. Um, he has parent issues. I mean, that movie just speaks on so many different levels. It was in Minneapolis, Minnesota, so Midwest. They know about cold weather, you know. Favorite Prince songs. I really like Mountains. Purple Rain is good. Duh. Diamonds and Pearls is good. I would take Beautiful Ones over Adore. I know everybody loves Adore. And Adore is a good song. But I would take Beautiful Ones over Adore, personally. Scandalous, too. Probably take Scandalous over Adore as well. Maybe that's like a two or three year thing that has my taste or my preference not on a door and on other ones. I posted some uh, some pretty cool performance videos of Prince. Whichever one he has on like the pink jumpsuit, but then he has the trench coat over it. He snapped on that one. 
This would I think it's actually a Sheila E performance. They were doing um uh, what's the one where you actually hear Prince singing back up like through the whole thing? Ooh, I can't remember. Is it Dirty Mind? Which one did I post on my page? I don't know. It's a Sheila E song. Cause she's all up in the front of the video playing um playing the drums. Who doesn't love a woman that can play drums, right? Or a woman that can play an instrument, period, you know? A woman with artistic talent and prowess. It's that shit. You know? Uh, trying to find this video. Sorry, guys. Um, what else is going on? Here it was a love bazaar. Killed it. I'm gonna share it now on the um, Rojo. The Rojo page. Oh. Oh. Man, I tell you. <laughs> I tell you, the people I run into when I'm out, uh, uh, you go, boy. Ugh. I gotta find, I gotta see if there's a way for me to salvage that. Cause that would be a big, that would be a big L. It wouldn't be an L, but I don't know. I know I'm speaking cryptically on this podcast, so you don't know what I'm saying, but. I don't know. Prince died. It's got my whole head going upside down. I'm still bumping Prince. I bought, uh, I immediately ran out and did the hip thing. I don't think it's, I I, I think it's hip because I made it hip. But anything I do is like original and cool because I'm an original and cool nigga. But I ran out to my favorite used CD spot and I scooped up some uh, Prince CDs. Just so I could play them in the car. Everything I got on CD, I already had on vinyl, which makes me, like, super thorough. But I had to get it so I could play it in the car because I do still use my CD player in my car. Because I'm a purist, you know? Slightly gangster. But, um, yeah, Prince died. And now there's all this Illuminati talk about you know they killed him because he just got back control of his masters, which I kind of believe. I would never say I don't believe it. I would not say I don't believe that the music industry, the entertainment industry as a whole, would not um, plot against someone who has been so openly and outrageously against the... Um, the machine that is the music industry and the, um, you know, poignant to use the word slavery with Prince because for those of you that don't know, there was a point in time where Prince refused to answer to the name Prince and only, um, only responded to the artist's and walked around and did interviews with the word slave uh, written on his face. So, you know, there's that. That was another gangster move by Prince. Like, everybody has kind of, like, had their issues and their times to, like, buck against the system. And the mu- and have, their, have had their, like, run-ins with the music industry. No. Prince changed his name, wrote slave on his face, and and really like denounced everything that had to do with that famous name and, and what he had come to be recognized as if he couldn't get his proper bread for it. So like, I'm not effing with y'all. Don't call me Prince. If I can't own all of Prince's music. If I can't own Prince's name and his likeness the way I should, because I wrote this music and I, I you know, um, crafted and created this opus. You know what I'm saying? 
That was a lot of words right there, but it's all good. But yeah, Prince, man. Prince, man. Ew. That's disgusting. But, um, yeah, so what else happened? Um, Prince, Jon Snow, my mama. I don't really know. I mean, what else do you guys want to talk about? I'm working, which is slightly having the podcast suffer. But eventually, I'm actually going to be off on Wednesdays and Thursdays. So I have like all day, I have like all Tuesday night to think about it. I could probably bang it out Wednesday or Thursday because, like I said, I'm off both days. And then um, be able to get it out to y'all on a more consistent basis. Then I'll be able to highlight my people, my guests that I'm supposed to get in. I'm supposed to have Gus to talk about, to be on, to talk about um, Batman vs. Superman. But it either got too far out from the movie, and I think we kind of thought it was like a little bit too late to talk about it, or we just have gotten our signals crossed in terms of when to meet up to do it. So I might try to reach out one more time before shit gets too far gone, um, because, I mean, it's never too late to talk about Marvel movies or comic book movies, because as soon as one gets off the tongue, another one jumps out and is, is about to come out or is coming out or they released a new freaking um, trailer to or it's an alternate trailer or all this other bullshit. So um, never too late to talk about it, but. He had some pretty good input and some pretty good points about it. I know I had some good points about it because, you know, I talk like that. And I'd like to talk about that movie. It was good. It was an okay movie. I don't know about how good it was. It was okay. But, yeah. So, um, Jesus, only 27 minutes. Why is this so hard to do today? I don't know, because I've been drinking, and I got stuff on the brain that I'd really want to talk about, but I don't want to talk about it out loud with y'all, because then it's on wax permanently forever. If I got paid for this show, if I got paid for this show, I would talk about all kinds of wild shit. Not just to make it wild, but because I have wild shit to talk about. Me and my sister went on a date Saturday. Was it Saturday? It was Sunday. We went out. Went to lunch, took her around Wicker Park, went in some stores, ran into my man Ali Six. Shouts out to Nico. Um, yeah, man. All right, let's just get into it. Views from the Six. Available now. Exclusively on Apple Music. The Streaming Wars. First off, I'd like to say, if Apple Music is trying to compete against Tidal, you guys lost. Okay? Because Tidal has been all over the three biggest releases this year. Rihanna's Anti. um, Kanye's Overhyped. Life of Pablo. And Beyonce's expertly marketed and released Lemonade. Can we just talk about Lemonade just one more time? Just, just, just some things I'd like to throw out there that I don't know if everybody was aware of. Did you know that it premiered on HBO during its free subscription free weekend? Do you know what that, that means? That means all the people who got HBO saw it. And then all the people who have cable but don't have HBO, they got to see it for free as well. So they debuted it on a free HBO weekend. With two minutes left, they then made the, uh, the music available on title, And then there was a huge boxing match afterwards. So the TV was already on HBO, let the women watch it, then the men come in, they watch a little bit of it too, then as soon as everybody is spazzing out about it, boom, it's on title. And then a week later, Views from the Six comes out. 
Now, we've been hearing about views from the six for two years now, year and a half, at least a year and a half. Views from the six was supposed to come out before. If you're reading this, it's already too late. Or we heard about views from the six before that album came out, that mixtape, whatever you want to classify or call it as whatever. I don't give a shit. 20 tracks. 20 tracks on views and there are four rap songs five i had to go back to realize how much rapping drake did on other albums to really feel how much rap he didn't do on this album now i don't know about anybody else but the way i justify my um What's a good word that'll show that I'm down but won't paint me as a dick sucker? Um, my appreciation. There we go. A way for me to explain my appreciation for Drake's music is by holding dear the songs that he really, really raps on. Okay? When I say songs he really raps on, let's just, you know, let's just take a look. Why don't we start with... We'll start with Thank Me Later. Okay? So he raps on... We're talking really rap, okay? He raps on Resistance. He raps on Over. He raps on Fancy. That's three. He raps on Unforgettable and Light Up. That's five. He raps on Thank Me Now. What is Miss Me? He raps on Miss Me. So that's six out of 14. He raps on Fireworks, right? Fireworks, Resistance, Over, Show Me a Good Time, Up All Night, Fancy, Unforgettable, Light Up, Miss Me, Thank Me Now. That's 10 songs out of 14 where he's rapping. And I'll probably give you Light Up, Unforgettable, Light Up, Unforgettable, Resistance, Over, and Fancy as like him really rapping. Like really, really rapping from Thank Me Later. Okay. Take Care. Over My Dead Body, Not Shot For Me, Over My Dead Body, Headlines, Crew Love, Underground Kings, Will Be Fine, Lord Knows, Hell Yeah Fucking Right. The motto, Free Spirit. So that's 19 songs. Oh, and The Ride. The Ride. The Ride. So again, 19, 20 songs. Still rapping on a good majority of them. Then there's Nothing Was The Same. He went in on Nothing Was The Same. Pound Cake. All me. Oh, he sings on there. Um, Tuscan Leather killed it. Started from the bottom. Wu Tang Forever. Worst behavior. From time, he goes in on there. Hold on, we're going home. It's not that. Still, 16, 17 songs, raps on the majority of them. Views? Views, straight up, he's got three real rap songs. Three. And Western Road Flows, honestly, Drake, we've heard that story already. We know. We know what you was doing in your cousin's basement. We know all of that. 
the production, the production is awesome. And I'm not even hating on his little dance hall songs because I like those too. Okay, I got islands in my family. I, I, I can I, I can I can juke. I can wind if there's a nice rump in front. Feel me? Feel me now? You can dig? I like them joints. Just need some rapping, bruh. And I really like, listen, I like Child's Play. Bounce that shit like, whoa. Bounce that shit like, whoa. <laughs> like that song. I like Controller. I like, uh, Hype. Yeah, I'm dealing with the hype. Um, I can't tell you the ones I don't like because I haven't really listened to them. I kind of skip around this album. I don't like that Grammy song. I don't like when he raps like Future. That shit is kind of annoying. But I do like, uh, when it bread doing well, doing well. Is that still here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just hearing the beginning of that song gets me a little hyped. Me and all my niggas doing well. Doing well, dog. It's like he's saying his own backup. He's his own backup singer. But in a year, and when I say a year, I don't mean 2016. I mean like the 2015-16 season. Where Kendrick has dropped two phenomenally lyrical albums. J. Cole, although I know some people hate on J. Cole, shouts out to Reese. But J. Cole killed his album, went plat. And in a year where all of these lyrical rappers are coming out, why wouldn't Drake try to solidify himself in that conversation? He delivers a okay album, but it is not what we were expecting from Drake being gone for this long. And he comes out, he does these little projects with Future. The Future, even on Future, he gave you 30 for 30. <sighs> 30 for 30, he went so hard, man. And I just had some pants, uh, some, uh, what the fuck did he say? And I just had some uh, pants here, scallops that were to die for. <sighs> Forget about it. And then he got the little money off uh, Jumpman because the album sold. And then apparently once Taylor Swift's culture, uh, culture vulture and ass used it for her Apple Music commercial, she got another, he got another bump in sales just on that single. But still, Jumpman, 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 that boy up to something. I just spent like two, three days up. I don't know how the song goes. Woo. I just do that part. Woo. Blah, 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 woo. That's the only part I do. Woo. But yeah, man. I mean, the beats are awesome. 40 is definitely doing his thing on this album. Drake seems like he phoned a little of these in. Like, you can definitely tell the songs that were made while he was in Jamaica with Future. The songs that were made when he was really working with Party Next Door. Um, Party Next Door, who is uh, who also wrote... Rihanna's work. Work, 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 work. My mom likes that song. Um, here's my question. Is this really, is, is the, the lacking in this album, is this showing us how much Drake and his camp is missing The weekend? Because if you don't know, The weekend. um, you know, The weekend pinned a lot of hooks, a lot of bridgey type of things. And, I mean, after the whole Meek Mill allegation, and, I mean, that wasn't an allegation. I mean, Quentin Miller was definitely writing some shit for Drake. But after all of that came out, now we really can believe and take credence and, at this point, judge the effects of the weekend's writing ability and his availability on Drake's album. Cause it doesn't it doesn't have that darkness. You know, Drake has some songs that 
actually make you feel sorry for this um, biracial middle to upper class Toronto. What do you guys call? What do they call? Torontoans, Toronto, Torontoites, whatever he is. He he has these songs that actually make you like feel bad for him. Like wow, he really had it tough growing up, spending summers in Memphis with his dad, and the rest of the year up in Toronto, being on a TV show as a kid. His life really must have sucked in some way. When it didn't, I don't think that would kill to have Drake's life. And wouldn't be still trying to convince everybody else about how hard and how difficult it was. They would just accept the sweetness of it. Hey, I had a sweet life. Now I'm rapping. I'm going to rap about how sweet my life was. But no, he keeps wanting to fill this, uh, this quota of downness. Which I guess is an issue with... Um, which is an issue with uh, black men as a whole. For some reason, we like to um, I don't know. We like to uh, associate ourselves with uh, we like to still associate and prove that we are not better than our um our worst conditions that we can survive there too we can survive anywhere which is an important thing to have it's a, it's a very admirable and important uh, attribute but i mean if you're not about that life if you didn't grow up with that you shouldn't have any pr- you shouldn't feel any pressure to like act like you did you shouldn't feel the need to try to like um prove that you could handle that or prove that you could I don't know it's a lot of different levels 15 facts that prove you're dating a hoe wow let's look at some of these what are these facts I might try to date a hoe next cause I don't know man good girls like good wholesome women they just end up kind of being boring she needs to charge her phone more than twice a day she's a hoe I don't know about that. If she can afford, if she, uh, if she, if she have a can of Raid at the crib, she's a hoe. Why? What does Raid have to do with anything? If she got snake bites, she definitely a hoe. No question. Shaking my head. How you not notice, fam? <laughs> snake bites are those little tattoos. They look like the Mon- not tattoos, piercings. They look like the Monroe piercings. But instead of being, like, on the cheek, they're, like, right below your lip. Like a snake's fangs, I guess. If she stops at Forever 21, she's a hoe. Hilarious. Uh, If you have ever... If you ever have to ask yourself, is she really a hoe, though? Nine times out of ten, she's a hoe. (laughs) If it's winter and she's still wearing booty shorts and crop tops, you guessed it, she's a hoe. Or just white. If her Snapchat score over 10,000, she a level 67 hoe. <laughs> uh, if she drink Hennessy straight from the bottle, she a hoe. Or maybe she just like to have fun. If she always say, I get my weed for free, she a goddamn hoe-ass hoe. Hilarious. What is she doing to get that free weed, my G? Um, if she got an only, jo- <laughs> only God can judge me tattoo anywhere on her body, she's a hoe. <laughs> This is a funny list. Bruh, if she's just straight, if she just straight up look like a hoe, then she a hoe. (laughs) If the kissy face emoji, the first on her most frequently used emoji page. Hilarious. I don't know if I know what the kissy face emoji is. Is that what it is? Because I don't really use emojis. If she breathes, (laughs) she breathes, then she a hoe. All female thoughts, bruh, for real. Hilarious. They got this picture. Hey, can we talk about Kanye at the Met Gala last night with the uh with the contacts? 
listen, listen. The jacket was raw. The jacket was raw. Would I wear it? I don't know. I think the best dressed person at the Met Gala last night, um, for women, it was definitely Claire Danes. Claire Danes. Uh, my boo from Romeo and Juliet. That glow-in-the-dark dress was the rawest thing I'd seen in a long time. And um, as far as men, got to give it to... Um, as far as men, I would have to give it to my man. Um, what is his name? Zane? I think he's half of Majid Jordan. He had the metal arms on a suit jacket. That was raw. The metal arms on the suit jacket was the ish. Um, that's the only look from the guys that I would have tried to steal, or I would have. I, I looked at and I was like, man, I would have wore that shit. The rest of them just looked like regular tuxedos, man. Like, yeah, they did. They, they, one of them played the white suit jacket with the black pants, but how many times have people done that? Like, that's getting to be a played look too. I'm just looking for something new. Why hasn't anybody put some kind of skin on the lapels? Why hasn't anybody... Um, I mean, I guess there's not much you can do because of, you know, classic... The, the tuxedo can only... It only has so much versatility. But, you know, put some kind of different material or different skin on the lapels. You know, mix it up. Make your lapel and your tie match. That would be hot. That's something I think about doing. Um, I don't want to give away all my secrets right now. One secret I will give you guys is when you tie a tie, it's not supposed to come past your belt. I can't remember who I saw on Facebook. And they were, like, taking a picture, like, really, like, flexing. Like, look at me in a suit in the bathroom with my glasses on, taking a picture. And I'm looking at this tie, and this tie is all the way down like he almost zipped it into his zipper. Listen, fellas, when you tie a tie, two things are important. Number one, the dimple. And number two, the belt ends at your belt buckle. It should not go past your belt buckle. Okay? Just a little bit of advice from your homeboy, Rojo. Uncle Rojo always trying to look out for you. It's never no hate. It's never no shade. I'm just trying to give you a good look. Feel me? Just trying to give you some game to help you transition. From the streets to the fame. Like my boy Jigger. How much time I got left? I need to go to sleep. 48 minutes. Just wanted to check in on y'all. Did I talk a lot about Prince? No. Because I don't want to start crying. Because Prince, very close to my heart. I don't think I could mess with a woman who didn't, who doesn't have some kind of experience with Prince. Now, do I want her experience with Prince to be the same as mine? No. Because that would make her nasty. Ow! The kind of nasty I like, though. There's a certain level of nasty I like in a woman. I'm looking for it. But, um, gotta have some kind of relationship with Prince, right? That's number one. Um... Thanks again to my mom for being on the podcast. Probably try to get her on again. You know, there was some stuff I had to kind of go easy on because I like, you know, like if you heard the podcast, I didn't want her to like get up and walk away. But there was definitely some other shit I would have liked to have talked to her about, kind of got under her skin about. She's more comfortable with it now. Like I think she was a little nervous about the response and the format in itself. But now that I think she's a little bit more comfortable with it. I'll probably be able to get her on to talk about some other things, get a little deeper, get a little deeper. I want some more of those quotes. What was the one she said? Hard dick has no conscience. Truer words have never been spoken. Um, Basketball. All them Golden State fans, man. Y'all got real quiet once Steph went down with that injury. I'm not saying he's soft. I'm just saying he's accident prone. But... The Warriors still handled that business, and they could still handle this business. I'm looking for Dame to do a little bit more damage, though. Dame Lillard. Like, I think they could get two games. I hope they get two games. 
But I really want, uh, I mean, Miami made it out of that series with uh, the Hornets. I'd really like to see them beat the Raptors because I think, and this is a, this is a Rojo Show exclusive. The only other person that's heard me say this is E. I really think the Miami Heat could beat the Cavs. I think the Heat can beat the Cavs. Dwayne Wade is playing like he was playing five years ago. Hassan Whitehead. Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside, yeah. He's fast enough to guard their big men and big enough to still be a big man. He shoots free throws like shit, which I don't know how to fix that, but I think the Miami Heat could give Cleveland some issues. And then it's all about, um, I mean, OKC is not going to beat the San Antonio Spurs. It'd be nice if they got a game, but I just don't see how they can't get either other players around them or get Westbrook and Durant to, like, really play well together. Like, they play okay, but they're not as good as they should be. Not even close. But, um, yeah. As I'm recording this podcast, Cleveland just uh, whooped the shit out of Atlanta. So they're up two games to zero. Atlanta's trying to keep a good face on, saying, well, now we're going home. But y'all going home to possibly get beat up again. Cleveland set a record for three-pointers made in a game. I don't see how Golden State doesn't have all the three-point records now. Like, to think that Cleveland is going to hold on to this record longer than this year, mm, I don't see that happening. I think Splash Brothers is going to come in and skeet all over that. But all right, this is episode 42 of the Rojo Show. Just wanted to stop in and tap y'all real quick. Um, I totally intend on doing a show next week. If the show indeed has gone to a every other week format, please keep in mind it is just temporary. I will be back on my shit every week um, as soon as I get out of this training schedule. But until then, row homies, thank you for listening. Thank you for enjoying. As you know, I'm available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, everywhere... I, uh, everywhere podcasts are found, you can find me. Email me at the Rojo Show at gmail.com. Holler at me at the Facebook page, uh, The Rojo Show. Get at me on Twitter. Get at me on Instagram. As always, in closing, if you're not sharing, you're not a fan. Episode 42. Thanks for checking me out. Peace. <laughs>